It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined this week by the numbers two or three. No, they're the number one producers in Late Night. It's Dave and Mary of Liberty Late Night. I don't know why they think that's funny. They are. They are. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. How how does it feel to be number one? I don't know. You get used to it, I guess. I I suppose. (laughs) I'm still. What's all the time we have this week? Guys, thanks so much for being on. I've been Um, for a while. Wait, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? We got the, I was saving it for Loco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the official oh. <laughs> you were saving it for what? For this right here. Oh, okay. I have to open it yep. on the show. Yep. I, I, when you said you were saving it, I thought you meant you were saving it for like for a later sp- stage of the show or when you really needed it. But when you really needed it, it was literally 30 <laughs> seconds into the program. <laughs> I got a problem. <laughs> so uh, how, how have things been? So for, for folks at home that might not be aware of this, we're, we're going to do kind of a special edition of show tonight where we're going to do an AMA episode and ask, I guess it's really an ask us anything. So it's like an Australian AUS ask us. Uh, but anyway, the last time we did an AMA was all the way back in episode 74, I think, of the old show. And that was just a straight shot of Alan had his little note cards there and I was answering questions and throwing the note cards away because I was trying to be David Letterman. Um, you can see that that didn't work out. Um, but we, we do viewer mail every week. But viewer mail is really more for fun, silly, irreverent questions and personal matters and things like that. But I decided we're going to do a full MA where we're going to talk like some deep, like our deep inner personal demons and politics and philosophy. And when I thought deep personal inner demons, I thought we got to get Liberty Late Night to join yeah. us for the yeah. AMA. <laughs> inner demons is our middle name. Yeah. So how have things been over it's at uh, Liberty Late Night? Well, uh, good. We actually, for the second time in almost three years uh, that we've been streaming, mm-hmm. uh, we we had to skip an, a show last Friday. Yeah. No. Uh, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. And it was, the other time was Christmas this in 2020 because it was Christmas and it was like, it's already mm-hmm. chaotic enough. You know, we can't try to add a show into it, but Dave went camping yep. um, with Davy, our oldest, who just turned 12, and um, that, yeah, so they went with the scouts. Yeah. And you had a good time. Yeah. And I, I got me a tick. Yeah. So, <laughs> Bad so we're going right to try today. out this whole line <laughs> thing, see how that goes. That yeah. that would have been maximum funny if you'd said, I got a tick, and then you started going like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Is is that is that differently abled offensive? I'm sorry. Oh, I but maybe if, if, if I do get the disease, I'll, I'll also get a tick. Maybe. Well, I hope we don't get the disease, <laughs> yeah, we're, Dave. <laughs> we're rooting for no no disease. No Lyme, please. So, so you went camping with the oldest. How how many uh, how many people are members of the clan? With a C, of course, not a K. Jesus. <laughs> Do you mean um, our clan here at the house? Yeah, or? we got yes. <laughs> three acolytes here. We have three children. Yes. <laughs> Do they wear robes and walk around? <laughs> it's weird. Oh man. This panel, yeah. This let let me ask you this, just since since the the youngsters came up. So so Anna K and I don't have any kids, which anyone who knows me knows that that boy, what a service to America that is that I don't have children. Um, but 
Are your kids old enough yet that they have like much like understanding or interest in what you guys think and believe and talk about on your show and stuff like that? Or is it still more of a, that's just a silly thing that mom and dad do and they don't, they're not really engaged in it in any way. No, the boys get it. Yeah. David um, and Chris. I, we got to tone them down a little bit every once in a while because they're too young to be on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this outside the yeah, house, okay? You can't, you you, can't you, say this in public. You don't, People don't like you that. don't have all of it to like back it up. Yeah, you got <laughs> to be able to argue your, your, your position. <laughs> So, that, okay, let me build upon that right there is that, you know, I remember being being young and I feel like, you know, me, me foundationally, I was always pretty much how I am. You know, I grew up, I'm from the South. I grew up in kind of that a, a tradition of sort of that Southern anarchy of you shoot the census man if he comes up the driveway, you don't talk to the police, that sort of thing. I was raised that way. I didn't know what that was called then, but I... I felt that way and had those attitudes. Do you feel like your kids are, are for lack of a better term, I know the term woke has like been co-opted to mean lots of kind of left cultural things, but do you think your kids are more conscious and aware at the ages they are now than you were when you were their age? For sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the oldest, he's, he's really kind of tries to get into it. Like when the libertarian, like when the elections were going on, he actually watched a whole libertarian debate for the candidates mm-hmm. for the Libertarian Party. Yeah. And I didn't. And so even when like Joe Jorgensen got um, the nomination, you know, and we're just like, who? And David's like, Joe Jorgensen. If you had watched the debate, you would have known who she is. <laughs> you're, I like how you're being shamed. You're yeah. being shamed. Yeah. Shame. Absolutely. But yeah, definitely. I mean, my, I grew up where, uh, you didn't talk politics, you know, it mm-hmm. wasn't, and now, nowadays it's so different yeah. because everyone and, and they define their relationships on politics now, you know, whether they like somebody or don't want to have them part of their family anymore. But I feel like on most, politics. mostly it happens online, you know, it's like, yeah. cause I'm at work, like people talk politics, but it's nowhere near as savage yeah. as it gets online. Yeah. Well, you're sitting behind a keyboard. Yeah. You know, so, but, yeah. I mean, parents, I don't even really even now know what they're registered as. You know, we didn't talk about it, but I, I was a statist Republican, voted Republican mm-hmm. and want to gag when I think about it. But I feel like we're raising, you know, people who are raising yeah. children right now, it's going to be different. The only, the only thing I'm worried about with our kids is, is I also want them to question us. I don't want them to just, you know, you, yeah. you kind of do, but you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm making well, we, a free thinker here. It makes sense for them though. You know, <laughs> like the whole taxation is theft. I think that was one of the first things we talked yeah, about. Yeah. They, they all say that. <laughs> so. Well, it's so it kind of, if, if I'm hearing correctly, it's sort of like the drawing the line between, you know, they're, they're your kids. And so you absolutely want to instill them with the, the values that you share and you want them to be. I mean, of course, you want the best for them. You want them to be good people. Yeah. But at the same time, I might be hearing from you, Dave, that you don't you don't want them to like you don't want them to grow up and 20 years later say my parents indoctrinated yeah. me. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't want them to just blindly split up, spit out platitudes. You know, mm-hmm. like the little key phrases, libertarian key phrases, and stuff yeah. like that. Like I, I want them to understand it, and if they agree, then they agree. But of course, they're going to agree because they're right. 
Right. It all makes sense. Yeah. It just makes sense. Hopefully I is. have logical kids that can work this out. I think I think they're going to be yeah, STEM kids, you know? Yeah. Yep. Except Jane. I don't know what Jane's going to be. She's creative. She's, she's going to be a skateboarder or something. I think so. She's so rad. My daughter's so rad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I was as cool as you. <laughs> well, like, I'll... The, the last point on that, and we'll move on, is is I think that there's a lot of people out there that you you I mean we've seen this we've seen this with our own eyes where you can look at an election cycle you can you can remember back to like Ron Paul 2008 Ron Paul 2012 and 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 excuse me for saying this but I there was a lot of people that weren't voting for Dr Paul because of what he believed in they were voting for him because he represented the anti-establishment kind of candidate. And, and and that's fine. I mean, I, I would rather represent the anti-establishment than the establishment. That's for sure. But then when they don't, when they never really truly understood any of the principles or the foundation, they never really had the intellectual curiosity to read or learn anything that he was talking about. They just took it at face value out of his mouth. Then what happens is, is four years later, eight years later, they're Bernie bros or they're wearing MAGA hats because, again, they're really just looking for who they think is the outsider. And I think like go, going back to like the family thing, I feel like some people have like the, the serious concern of, well, you know, I'll be happy to know that my friends and family and neighbors and whatever are seem to be on the surface coming around to what I'm telling them. But if I if I left for four years and came back, is there going to be a Mitt Romney sign in their yard? It's, you know. <laughs> All right. Ew. Sign in the yard. Yeah, that might. I don't know it. why I use Mitt as an example, but you see what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I to I totally understand where you're coming. What you're Definitely. saying there. Yeah. I shift a lot. Um. You shift a lot. <laughs> shift a lot. Dave shifty. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's about that. Yeah. I, I was down in the county when we were camping, and I, I'm coming back through, and there's all these these uh, Trump signs in the in the yards, like a whole street sure. full. I'm like, do they know that the election's over? It's over. Yeah. It, it already happened. Yeah. Good luck yeah. with your election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and all they heard was erection, and it got really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, on that note, guys, we're going to be right back after this break with the meme of the week and viewer mail that will last the rest of the show right after this. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hey, Mary. Yeah, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. Country versus pop country. Country. <laughs> I'm responsible for ruining all my relationships. And this bottle of whiskey will likely be the death of me. Also, fuck the feds. <laughs> pop country. 
I got me a truck and it's big as fuck. I love Jesus and authoritarianism. Authoritarianism. <laughs> <laughs> the blue line. I don't know that first one. I might have to check out country again. Uh-oh. <laughs> Give it another shot. <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, none of them are, are around anymore because they all died of, you know, psoriasis or something awful. Oh, okay. Hence the whiskey, yeah. Well, guys, I hope you're ready for this because now it's time for the AMA. So we're, we're going to play the viewer mail, but basically the whole rest of this program is viewer mail. So no more chit-chatting about getting ticks. It's time to answer 20-some-odd questions ranging from personal, political, and philosophical given to us by our viewers and fans. Here we go! I love that sound, by the way. I remember I... I'd be in class and, and like the teachers like printing off test scores or something oh, like that. And yeah. so like the whole class that the, it's just spitting out one long piece of paper, you know, with the little holes on the oh, side. Yeah. Oh, so it's like yep. 20 minutes just He's trying to teach class. I'm like, I'm trying to don't worry, Dave. I'm also old enough to remember that. <laughs> it's not just you. Yeah. All right. We're going to. <laughs> We're going to start with some personal questions and then work our way into political and then work our way into philosophy. Yeah. Starting with question number one. How do you take your coffee? I use a, uh, a stevia sugar blend that I get at uh, Aldi. Mm -hmm. So I use one teaspoon of that and then three teaspoons of either powdered or liquid creamer. You're so particular. I am. <laughs> It's fine. Wow. I, I I put uh, creamer in my coffee. I love half and half. <laughs> like uh, that that in that it's half creamer and half coffee. It is not. If it's too <laughs> if it's too creamy, you have to make a second coffee to put in there. But I do. I like some creamer in my coffee. No sugar. Sometimes I'll use like a, a flavored creamer, but uh, I don't like to use a lot of it. I don't like the sweetness in my yeah. coffee anymore. I'm so glad you guys are here because for one. That was awesome. And two, I don't even drink coffee. So imagine how <laughs> shitty this would have started off if yeah. you guys weren't here. And next question. All right, question number two. I guess this is I guess this is geared towards me, but you guys can answer this too. What are you doing for episode one thousand? Jesus Christ, man. Um y'all y'all got any ideas for episode one thousand? Are you supposed to number them? Because I feel like everybody else numbers them. Yeah, I don't know how many. <laughs> Uh, for 1,000, you have to do something. Yeah. Like, you have to do crazy stuff. Like, Rhett and Link do uh, things when they... Ha if you've ever watched Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link, when they hit uh, an, a, episode 100, oh. 200, 300, 400, all the way to whatever they are now, they would do silly things like eat a bowl of 500 beans for the five... You know, but, like, do... Like, eat 500... Well, not eat 500 Skittles, but... <laughs> Or sort out 500 Skittles in the pile. You know, something just like goofy, but... Yeah, I think you should um, bungee jump out of a fire track basket for the opening of the show. Oh, okay. See, I'm more tame. I'm like, <laughs> eat some beans! <laughs> so... Thinking about them beans. <laughs> so if our, if our Patreon budget at episode 1000 is very close to the Patreon budget we have now, then, then it'll be, I'll eat 1,000 rice. <laughs> <laughs> That'll... But okay, I'll, I'll give you. So first of all, go, go, you counting out the rice for the for the episode. 
<laughs> go, going back to what you started with. So we do, we do number the episodes, but since this is the AMA episode, so it's kind of like pay no attention to that man behind the curtain for the next 30 minutes. So people probably realized that before there was a show called The Gold Standard, and then it went away, and then three weeks later it was It's Too Late with Alan Mosley, but somehow it started on episode 95. The answer to that is, is that I'm not going to start over. Are you freaking kidding me? No. So there was there was 94 episodes of The Gold Standard, and then It's Too Late is 95 through yep. now, which is 159. Um, so just by so by the way, like yeah, I mean we're we're sort of kind of talking about what we're going to do for episode 200, but then just to mentally do the exercise of so like four more of those, and now I'm playing for episode 1,000. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had my choice, it would be to have, you know, maybe like a, a few, not even just one, but like two or three big guests or like two big guests plus a music guest. And when I say like bi a big enough guest that everyone would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's the guest. And then and I would actually like pay for them, their travel to come in, like physically be in the studio and do the show as opposed to them like call. I think that would be. Because that would be a thrill for me, but that would also be a thrill for the people that came to the show. As opposed to the people that normally come to the show every live event, which is, it's literally just this, but they can see how fat I am. <laughs> it's, liter it's literally the only difference in the program. It's nice that you can, you can set the camera up here. Like, oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Y'all have a hell of a bar, by the way, that y'all do y'all show in. Yeah, you oh, like that? Thank you, Dave. I do. Yeah, built that with that. My, my 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 own two hands. Mm -hmm. He learned how he did. did what, what what was it that uh, during his layoff from COVID last year? He, he I learned, learned a skill. A new skill. Yeah. Yes. I learned how to do 3D rendering, mm -hmm. and I, I built all this. I learned how to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I already knew how to do that, so I <laughs> but I really honed much. in on my contempt. <laughs> I, I I focused on that part. All right, <laughs> so. <laughs> this, this is a good one right here. We're going to move on to question number three. Would you choose to change your education and line of work if you could start over at 18 years old? Hmm. Okay, so I went to school to become a licensed massage therapist and okay. did that for about five years, probably on and off. Worked at different places, a chiropractor's office. I worked at the hospital. Um I worked at my friend's, she had a nail salon and I, you know, would do massage there. But, um, you know, now I'm like a stay at home mom and all that. So I don't know. I mean, what I, I, I don't, don't know. know the exercise of even thinking of starting over and, and actually going after something just seems exhausting to me like <laughs> mentally. So I'm like, hey, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm in. Like, I guess your 18-year-old ambition is totally different than your 41 or 42-year-old ambition. <laughs> Mostly just to go back to 18, knowing what I know now, man. Just have this like, that, that confidence and, mm -hmm. and just you're, you're secure with yourself and you just be like, just I might that. not change but the my... education thing. I'd probably even, I'd screw it up even more because I'd be like, I don't know. I don't think um, I'd be partying better. If I, partying better. <laughs> if I could or uh, invest and things like yeah. if I could know what I know now and go back to 18. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I mean, yeah, I'm too. Maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm not giving myself enough credit saying that I could have did better, which I, I could have if I wanted, but I don't know if I wanted to apply myself that hard. I'm not, I'm not built like that. I'm not one of those driven people. So hmm. I, for, 
for for the effort I put into it, I I, I came you out work, pretty good. I mean, you work really really hard at yeah, work. Yeah, but, and, know, and, but and I, I'm doing I'm it. doing okay. Mm-hmm. How about well, you? Well, I mean, so okay, it's two, it's it's kind of like two part. It's change your education and line of work. So for change education, so I, I mean, I have a history degree, and so that's useless, right? So, <laughs> so, so I mean, at, at worst, I can only be at like net even if I do anything else. That's, that's at worst. Uh, you can't do worse than useless. Um, I would say this, even if I did the same education, I would have started sooner. So I, I was one of these kids that was full of themselves and had perfect ACTs and I went off to school and I decided I'm going to be a doctor. So I, I was biology for pre-med at Maribel College in East Tennessee. And then, uh, and then I decided to be a jazz musician, which means, of course, you just quit going to class. You don't turn in any assignments. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> well, I did, <laughs> I, I did change to a music major eventually. So... That it, so I at least technically was still in school for a reason, but I mean, we're though for a reason is really carrying a lot of water in that sentence. Um, <laughs> and then finally later on, I decided, well, I know a lot about history and I'm passionate about it. So if I'm gonna finish school just to say that I finished school and not feel like a dropout, then I need to pick a degree I'm gonna finish. And so I just picked history. And it's like by that point, since I had since I had already gone to school and, and gotten seventeen trillion dollars in student loan debt for for pre med and for and for music, uh, the at least I had gotten my prereqs and stuff done. So I just flew through a history program, boom, done, got a history degree. And uh, so I would definitely not do that, but I don't necessarily know what I would do. Yeah. And then for line of work, I mean, I'm a libertarian podcaster, so we're going off air pretty soon because I'm broke. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean, liter- literally any other line of work would also probably be better. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just going to cheat and say I'm just going to invest in Bitcoin. There you go. There you go. That's, That's what I'm like doing. Like, do we get? Do we get the invest? Do I get the invest option of going back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. College is nuts, man. Well, I went to a trade school. I got a, a programming degree, like a two year degree. And I just paid that shit off lat- this year. Mm-hmm. It was 20 years. I'm, yeah. I'm 42. <laughs> yeah. It was trade school. trade school. <laughs> well, see, I, so I, the first time I went to school, because I went back to school to get my history degree, which I did get. The first time I went to school, after a few years, I dropped out and I opened a printing business. I actually ran a printing business for my, the entirety of my 20s, from like 21 through not quite 30. I ran a printing company. Um, and now you know that about me. And... So now you know why I love the viewer mail uh, segment so much because the little printer it gets me off, yeah. and um, and I don't regret doing that. By the way, it was more of a I was looking for something to do with my own two hands, and it was just a well I can do this, and so I did it. You know, if I if I thought that my hometown really needed a Italian restaurant, then I would have opened an Italian restaurant. It's not like the the type of business was irrelevant. It was just being independent is why I did it. Didn't have the love and, for printing. It was yeah. okay. Yeah, and then and then I went from that to um, hosting a talk show, like like a goddamn retard. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, I know I like so okay. So we got to mention Suzanne Sherman's the Wasatch Report. Uh, that Suzanne, that's do what? Is that because we I- have? Well, I mean, I literally just said goddamn retard. So, Dave, we'll put this on me. <laughs> All right. We'll okay. put this we'll put this one on me. I'm with underwear. Um, 
uh, next question. <laughs> if if the if the shit hit the fan tomorrow, would you be ready? No. <laughs> Sorry, no. I mean, if it hit tomorrow, it depends on if if I know somebody real close by who is ready. We can't. We're not mooching off of somebody. No, no we, we don't make mooch. Yeah. We we barter like we we bring our skill. Yeah, set we over. barter. We bring our skill set. We yeah. Play, like let's hang out. Yeah, we don't just go and take it. Oh, no. No, that would be No, we would not. But I mean, not. like a real shit hit the fan situation. I mean, no, and I, I got wouldn't kids. do that to a friend. No, you know? but yeah, <laughs> if I knew like that, that asshole down the street has got like a bunch of spam in his basement. <laughs> Wait, that's you. <laughs> that is me. I'm the asshole with the spam in the basement. Boy, it's a good thing that we're in this category and not the uh, philosophical one, because those libertarian principles just went right out the door. <laughs> Well, you know, we were pretty good stocked up on stuff, yeah. you know. We, no, um, we did good. And, and then we just kind of ate it as we got more comfortable the with the lockdown. Studio, but, uh, <clears throat> you know, and then you just kind of yeah, started. The can of spam is gone now. I don't know what we do. There's I don't no, eat spam, but no I, I, I would if I had to. Yeah. I just don't. We still so, got those sardines. Those are terrible. Mm-hmm. No sardines. Thank you. So I would say, like, so I mean, my easy answer is no, I wouldn't be ready. But I would even, I would actually go so far as to say no one would be ready. Because you can't, like, it depends on your definition of shit hits the fan. Like, if we're talking, the the state collapses and there's just roaming, you know, it's Mad Max. Like, it's Mad Max. How could you... Unless you're incredibly wealthy and literally live in an armed compound, you couldn't be completely ready. Yeah. I mean, you can do the best you can, and, and, and I have good friends that are, are prepper types that they do a lot of canning and, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And, that's, and that's, that's awesome and good for them. But the reality of it is, especially like if the lockdowns taught us anything with a huge, like north of 50% of the country lives week to week on their paychecks. No, yeah. no one's ready. No, yeah. like they're not, nope. they're not even ready for the flu. So they're not ready for the walking dead. That's, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, with that said, actually, we're going to take uh, a quick break and we'll be right back with Dave and Mary of Liberty Late Night to answer some more questions. Be right back. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. All right. Next question. How many roads can you pave with $30 trillion? I'm just going to, that's, that's a silly one. I'm going to knock that one out. All of them. I was going to say the same thing. It should all of them be. It depends yeah. on who's doing the paving. I tell you what, you find someone who's going to do it. I'll do it for twenty nine trillion. Yeah, right Just, now. I'll, I'll pocket right a trillion. Right now, yeah. Yeah, tonight <laughs> we'll get started. Right. Yeah, I'll make um, some calls. Next question. Is, this is a good one. Who is one of your biggest influences that is not a libertarian? <clears> hmm. <throat> I was thinking about this and, and like, I know I'm influenced by people, but I can't think of any, but there's like people I enjoy in the moment. Like right now, I really like Jordan Peterson. I know he's, you know, a mixed. But he has good things to say. You yeah. Know? He's, he's yeah. real fundamental. And, and he says 
stuff that makes sense. And I like the way he talks. He's thoughtful. It's fun. Yeah. But I've been liking that. Um, does that have to be someone famous? Because I know this is going to sound so oh. like shit or whatever. Like if I say my parents. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the look of disappointment right there. <laughs> no, it's cool. I understand. It's not like I've been mentoring you for yeah, years, no. 15 years. Um, it's, <laughs> but no, really, because they're good people, you know, and mm-hmm. sure. they don't judge and they are, you can talk to them and yeah. they, they won't yeah, you tell anybody, you know what I mean? They, like, they don't gossip. They keep sure. their secret, you know? And so <laughs> I don't, I feel like that's a, those are good qualities for people to have. And so for me, I feel like that's very important. So if someone, someone tells me something for me, I feel like. Okay, now I'm not going to tell anybody, but you told someone over there down the road. They yeah. might go tell someone, yeah. <laughs> but it's not it coming from yeah, it's not coming from me. So, and to not judge, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. we you, sure. know, you never know what someone else is going through. So, but yeah, so I would say my mom and dad. Um, I'm going to take the high road and say my fiance Anna Kay. Um, she she is the the example of a truly selfless person, like. I, I wouldn't know anything about that. This this whole exercise is just about me. I don't even know why you guys are here. Yeah. Um, but 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 if Anna Kay were the host, she would be saying, "Oh, Dave and Mary, I'm so glad you're. Here. Please tell me more, because she's so nice and that's, compassionate. Yeah. Um, if 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 she has a friend who stubs their toe, then it's like, well, I just I better write them a ten million dollar check. They're gonna need it. They've had a bad day. They're going to need it. Um, <laughs> she's just very, I haven't gotten one of those checks, by the way. I don't know what the hell's going on there. That's, that's, like, uh, me, that's like me and Mary. Cause Mary's Mary's like, did you see your brother at work today? I'm like, yeah. And she, he, she's like, how's he doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't talk to him. <laughs> I saw him. I don't care. <laughs> but I don't care. So I'm going to say, uh, Anna Kay with a, um, but it's actually Michael Malice. So anyway, uh, the next question is, will you, will you ever run out of questions related to, flu- to food clarification? I think that's um, think- No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to run out of questions related to... What was the last one I asked you guys? Oh. I'll put us on was, the spot. There was uh, ravioli, pop, a okay. Pop-Tart. We we did a bunch. There of them, was a we? couple, yeah. There was a few different questions. I think we did. They're okay. always very enlightening, and they really make you think. It does. Oh, and cereal being a soup. Yeah. You know, like it makes you really break oh. down mm-hmm. to its fundamental. Perfect. This is great time. So we're actually going to go ahead and do this now, so that I don't forget. I do have a newer one. So this is this is oh. for you. Is cheesecake a pie or a cake? Oh my gosh! Wait. Okay, so. I think I think it can be both because I think that there's two types of cheesecakes. There's like that instant one where you just dump the stuff in there and put it in the fridge and set it. Yeah, Yeah. I think if you bake it, it is a cake. But you bake pies too, though, right? Oh, okay. I'm gonna say. Wait, no, I can't. Could you guys feel that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I was gonna say, you know, like the, the ingredients matter. I'm going to go with cake. So I've got the answer for you. I'll admit it was a little bit of a trick question. Oh. A cheesecake. Now, this is, remember this now. A cheesecake can possibly be a cake. 
but it's always a pie. What? Wait, that's, why? That's pretty meta, man. Wait, what? So there you are. Oh, so pie, a cheesecake I can be a cake. cake, but it's always a pie. Elaborate. My brain. <laughs> no. Uh, that's all, we don't have any time. We got so many okay, questions, Dave. Question. So many questions. All right. That's um, answer. Okay. <laughs> would you be willing to parachute out of an airplane? Yeah, uh, not now. Yeah, that that. No. Eighteen-year-old Mary wanted to do it. That and ship I, has sailed. Yeah, I wish I had done it. I wanted to go bungee jumping and and do all that stuff yeah, when I was tough. eighteen, but um, I didn't. Yeah, we're not dumb anymore. And now I'm like, nope, I'm not trying to have a heart attack in the yeah. sky. <laughs> Strap to some dude. I don't right. know. No, no. I, I I could see myself freezing up at the door of the plane and crying. Mm-hmm. I, I I go on that thing at at the at the amusement park that takes mm-hmm. you up like a couple stories, yeah. and I'm like, can can I literally make this guy stop and put me back down now? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't do that. All right. Anymore. Would you be willing to parachute out of an airplane? How much money do you got? Um. Never. <laughs> next question. Let's start what? with me. <laughs> Alan's what if anything? Out of a plane. <laughs> That's non-aggression. Jesus. Next question. What, if anything, do you listen to while working or working out? What's this, well, you can what's this working about, out you're talking about? But, the, but working no. now, your life has changed. Okay. If, if When I was jogging, if I was jogging, I'd listen to hip hop. I like I wanted something upbeat, like like not rap, like just, the yeah, new stuff, yeah. but like something jazzy and got a nice beat. When I'm lifting, if I'm lifting with my, my buddy Bill, who's like my trainer, then we're listening to like classic like rock and weird stuff, uh, talking heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I'm lifting alone, I'm usually listening to maybe nineties rock or maybe a little bit of metal. Something to go. No, but working, you have those headphones now. So when you're I thought you work, said working out, working or working out. Oh, working. I just listen to podcasts all day. Cause I got them. These awesome changed my life. Yeah. What's so, yeah. so the, Cause I don't like, I never sit down to read. Like I don't, I'm not one of these people who says, okay, for these two hours, I'm going to crack open a book. I, I'm sorry. I don't. Um, so when I'm commuting and when I'm like jogging or whatever, that's when I'm listening to, to, uh, audio books. I like, I, I can't even, I don't even remember the last book I read physically. I, I do audio books. But how does that keep you like you're jogging and your body wants to stop? I think <laughs> I think if anything, it, it would be a distraction from the the misery that you're. Oh, okay. You're I can't experiencing. Jog. I'm not good at yeah, it, exactly. It's that now. Don't get me wrong; it doesn't work for any book because if it's if it's a writer that I dare say is not the greatest writer in the world, and it's the type of book that you really need to be focused on to understand their meaning, then it's hard for me to run and listen to that. But if it's a well-written book by an author who has good prose and I can listen to it casually and absorb it, um, then, then yes, to, to Dave's point, I want, I want to be absorbing the information and saying, hmm, I'm smarter now and not be thinking about my knees are falling off. Yeah, the, the, right. the literal hell that you're going <laughs> through. Running is the worst. Like, people, is I can't, so violent. People say they like running. It's, no. It's no one likes running. That's a lie. Unless you're a sociopath or a psychopath. I just I um, if I'm on the exercise bike, I'll watch a show. So any viewers out there that love running, I have uh, yeah talk to somebody. Whatever um, thing I'm binging on Netflix or whatever, um, I'll I'll put that on or listen. I like Pink. I love Pink actually. She's my favorite, so I'll listen to her. I'm 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 gonna take a quick side sidebar here. Uh, (laughs) So you you guys watch Netflix? You have Netflix? Yes. 
Have you ever watched Castlevania? No. I played the game. Well, watch the show Castlevania on Netflix. It's really? dope as fuck. Really? I, I okay. like that description. Um, it is not. It's not suitable for children. That's okay. even better. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just. A, it's it, so they just finished their final season. It's four seasons of what? an animated show called Castlevania, and it is excellent. Animated? This is the. Generally speaking, every adaptation of a video game is god freaking awful. This is far and away the best one. That'd be interesting because I never knew the story. I just played it. Well, you're gonna love it. It's yeah. really good. So they should they should be paying me some money now. I think. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. episode brought yeah. by yes. yeah by Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question: Would you ever cut your hair short? Fuck you, man. Mm. No, no, I'm just <laughs> just kidding. I so I've once. Yeah, we'll we'll go around the room. So we'll start with Dave. Dave, you gonna cut your hair short, buddy? I've I've gone shorter and I didn't like it. I bicked it once, like the the razor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was weird. Uh, and you've had long hair before. You look like a homeless person because you didn't take care of it. No, yeah. I, look like, <laughs> I mean, when I was with them, like a rogue Amish. Yeah, but yeah, you did have kind of longer hair. Mm -hmm. And I had I actually had super short hair. When Dave, uh, I had a pixie cut. A little when, longer than this. Yeah, when uh, I met Dave. So, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe someday I'll go back to it. But So for you, it's maybe doing it again, but you've actually already done it is technically the answer to the question. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, I've seen so, your profile pictures. And you, yes. You, you look kind of sharp. So, so the thing is, is that most people don't realize this, is that I've actually, I've ironically had pretty long hair for the entire time that I've been doing this show. But for the majority of my life, I've had short hair. This is actually the exception, not the rule. Wow. I so, did not that. Yeah. I have considered recently getting it cut um, because actually, actually, I'll, I'll just tell this really quick. I grew my hair out and, and, and let's just let's just all be honest. It's awesome. And then yeah. I thought to myself, this this asshole Kit Harrington on Game of Thrones is moving in on my territory. Look, I, I'm older than him. I'm like two years older than him. So I, I mine predates his. Mine predates his. OK, and then and then I thought for this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose a bunch of weight and I'm going to grow my hair out. And then for Halloween, I'm going to be like a character from Game of Thrones. But then what happened was, is I was thin, but my hair was short. And then when I grew my hair out, I gained like 90 pounds. <laughs> and so we haven't been able to quite get two and two together here yeah. to make it where I'm both not embarrassed to go to a Halloween party, but also have long hair. So it's either going to be this year or I'm chopping the shit off. All right. You, I mean, this at least once, though. <laughs> this is this is literally like having a 16 pound bowling ball on your head. This shit is heavy. Oh, I, my hair yeah, is she thick, knows. heavy. Yeah. That was my nickname in high school. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing we that did. Wasn't, that wasn't the question, but okay, number 12. What was your nickname in high school? <laughs> We're only on 12, man. That was no. my son. We got a long way to go, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I got to pace myself then. Okay, this actually, believe it or not, this is actually the last personal question, and then we're moving on to the serious business. Yeah. So, last personal question. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, right now it is when my children talk to me while oh. I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is really getting on my last nerve. <laughs> like, I thought you were going to say when my children talk to me and then just stop. Yeah, so you could have kind of. 
Um, I mean, well, up to a point. Up to, to a certain extent. Yeah. And then it's, been, it's been up. a lot of there's been a lot of intense moments lately. But I've been encouraging you. It's like, don't take that from them. Mm-hmm. Like, they but have like, to know that they've crossed the line. Know, You've got to let them know. I know. I just shut down. And then in the other room, you say, hey, don't take that from her. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, because, like, yeah. she, she wants to hear what you have to say. You just have to get her attention first. Oh. Try saying mom again. <laughs> Try saying mom again. <laughs> What's your pet peeve, Dave? Right now. I've really zeroed in on this and it, and it, and it creates a, a physical like uncomfortableness in oh. me is the people who don't pronounce T and mountain and words like that. Mountain, 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 Ma- mountain, 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 mountain. Yeah. Ma- mountain kills me. Well, I'll hear podcasters do that. I'm like, is a T there? Yeah. <laughs> and I said it to Dave and he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it's, it's in my head now. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, it, like there's my tick. Yeah, well, <laughs> some people, some people did struggle in second grade. That's all I can. <laughs> that's just, it's just the truth. Um, my biggest pet peeve my whole life has always been having to repeat myself. So, which is another reason why I can't be a parent, right? Like this is why it's a good thing I don't have kids. Cause if I have to repeat myself more than twice, I just shoot someone in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch? <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while that way. They, they understand what they did wrong. Yeah, no, they do. From, uh. Uh, the, the big Lebowski, Donnie. Yeah. Donnie would always come over and be like, why do you do that? And and then so the other guy would just to... freak out like because yeah. it's a question where you have to start the whole story over again. Mm-hmm. And you just walk in and demand to make these they people reset up. what they're doing yeah. and restart the question or the story. And the kids do that every single time. They'll hear a keyword and they're like, all right, what are we talking about here? And I'm like, Not starting this over. doesn't involve you. <laughs> Not starting over. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I feel better and better about my decision every day. I'm glad you guys could be here to reaffirm. It's, it's, this is confirmation bias yeah. weekend with Dave and Mary. Right. Mm-hmm. Those people. Um, so, all right, we're going we're gonna to take another quick commercial break, and we're going to come back to start the political questions. Oh, fantastic. Right after this break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Was there a delay? Was there a delay because of Skype? The delay is endearing. For the All audience, right. so we're really it was perfect. I nailed it. Okay. <laughs> you did, so so you didn't you didn't major in music when you were in college then is what you're saying. Mary, I was amazing. You had a great time. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go get something. Uh, political questions. The first one. Other than Ron Paul, is there somebody currently in politics that you like? It's hard to like. Politicians. Right off the bat, I want to say no. Yeah, it's hard they're, to like politicians. politicians. Yeah. yeah, I like Massey. I think he's sassy. Yeah. But he, he's not really, I don't think he's accomplishing anything, but he's fun to read his tweets. He's got a great Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would probably agree with Dave on that. Also, um, 
I mean, I don't know how I feel. I mean, it used to be, I would say, like, oh, Justin Amash, you know, but yeah. now I'm not, like, I don't know yeah. where he's going now. You know? so. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Plus, he's not technically in politics anymore, if you want right. to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't waste. think so. It's really hard to find somebody no. that you like. All, all I'll say to that one, um, since we're getting kind of the more serious part of the show, is I, you know, I, I know that we have people that run in our circles that are like big Christine Nome fans or they're big Ron DeSantis fans, and they, and they base that a lot around the lockdown stuff, right? And, 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 it, and obviously, it's not that I don't understand where they're coming from, but the problem with politics and, and you know, having a politician as a demagogue is way more often than not, you don't really have to scratch the surface for very long before you find something that it's not just you don't like, but it's it's like unforgivable. So like I use Christy Nome as a perfect example. You know, people were really saying, oh, South Dakota, Christy Nome, you know, they, they've really re- hashtag resisted all the mandates and stuff. And then you find out like she's a hardcore drug warrior. She wants to crack skulls over okay. weed. And you're like, Jesus, like that's, that's unforgivable to me. That's a, that's a line you can't cross. So I don't care what her <laughs> lockdown policy was. Yep. And a lot of them right now, it's like, oh, they were so good at taking away the lockdown and the mask mandates that they put in place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much. You're incredible. It only took you That's six months. Does. Six yeah. six nine months. They were they were they were done with that. They're amazing. Yeah. No. Break the so leg. I, crutch. Look look what I did. I feel like that Thomas Massey is probably the best answer there in terms of I can't think of anything right off the top of my head where I would say, Oh, that's just unforgivable. I, yeah. I have no doubt that he probably has positions that I don't favor, but you know, but war, drug war, mass incarceration, uh, limitless spending you know, uh, money printing, those types of things. If you're bad on those things, then the other things don't matter. So, and that, and that precludes most right there. So, uh, next one is this actually, I, I actually remember who this came from. So the, the pun master did not get to have a pun this week. He asked a real question. Wow. How do you see the fed slash government managing inflation given the historic money printing and the historic federal debt? Um, my cynical answer to that is is that they're I know that they don't really have any other uh, bullets in the chamber. Like all they can do is suppress interest rates and print money. That's that's really the only remedies they you know. It's what's the phrase um, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. Um, but but th- but that word managing is an interesting word in that sentence because as long as the US dollar is the reserve currency of the world and as long as foreign governments and as long as people that the United States owes that debt to albeit even sometimes it's just owing the debt to itself in future gener- generations as long as they're accepting the dollars then the the house of cards will will climb ever onward right yeah, I feel it's yeah. my hot dollar. I do what I want. My hot dollar. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I. I feel the same. I kind of. I kind of misread this one. I. I didn't realize it said the, what was. The, can the Fed do about it? Because I. I kind of took it as the whole government, and I'm like, oh, I know this one. What do they do? They do rationing, and then uh, price control, and then what, there's something in between before starvation. <laughs> before starvation. <laughs> <laughs> What's rat? It doesn't really rationing, matter. Price though. controls. <laughs> something else all, all red lines yeah <laughs> well 
So I, I actually had a conversation this past weekend with a group of guys at a, at a little meetup here in Nashville. And, and I had said, we, we actually, this came up in conversation of, well, you know, is it talking about being ready? Talk about being ready for when the shit hits the fan is, well, when's the collapse coming? When's the dollar going to collapse? And, and are you, what are you guys going to do when that day comes talking as if that's a decision you need to have ready right now? And my general answer to that was, is that, well, I'm not saying that it's not a good question to ask, but I don't feel like you have to have an answer right now because I, that I'm not, so I think that the empire will cave in on itself eventually. I don't think so. I'm not, everyone knows this about me. I'm not a, I'm not a politically active person. I don't agree with people being politically active. Um, I say all the time to like LP people is look, Leviathan's not interested in your vote. Uh, they don't care what you think or say or do. They're going to do whatever they want. But I think you trying to defeat the state at the ballot box in some way, won't, for one, won't work. But two, is not necessary. Because I do think that the empire will cave in on itself. But I don't think it's going to cave in on itself like, like your children will not still be children and us be sitting here talking and the empire collapse. It won't be that soon because... I mean, I, I don't agree with the money printing. I don't agree with the inflating of the currency, but they still do it and they still get away with it because the U.S. dollar is still the reserve currency. So we still have aircraft carriers. So as long as, <laughs> as, long as we well, have there's to- a there was a there's an interesting phrase. I actually was reading this. Of course, when I say read, you guys know, I mean, listen, I was listening to this from a book uh, just recently as the myth of the rational voter by Brian Kaplan. And he was actually quoting someone in that book, and he was talking about this topic and inflation and things like that. And and it's very, even though that book, I think, came out in like 2006 or 8, it was still very timely for today because we've had the lockdowns, you've had the several stimulus checks printed, you've had the... the I mean, that's basically like a proto UBI right there. They just, If you just started sending yeah. more checks more frequently, boom, that's UBI. But the point being of the the phrase was, is that it's a man can be can be successful if he has a job, but society only benefits if he does a job because him having a job and him doing a job are different things. Yeah. And so printing money and handing it to people to spend, that might mean they have money, but there's nothing for them to spend it on if people aren't doing things. Right. Right. Yeah, like I, I work with a lot of people that observe the Sabbath. They re, they refuse to work on Sunday. They'll come in. Oh. <laughs> but they don't do anything. <laughs> oh. Well, now we've run off the country music people and we've run off the Sabbath people. And All right. So we're moving on to the next one. This, one, this one's going to be a quicker one. Uh, do you think Biden will finish out his first term? I, like I listen to stuff, so a lot of my ideas I'm taking from other people. But I think I don't think they're going to do anything to get rid of Biden. I think they need Biden. I think Biden's a lot more uh, digestible than what'll happen if Biden goes. They they can have Biden say and do whatever they want. They can have him say he's going to run over reporters with his truck, and it's funny and it's fun, and he's just an old man. And but once you got like creepy cackling Carmela, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot harder to push through the weird stuff. When I don't know. People I don't like, like gonna, her. There's going to be a oh Joe's not feeling well and he goes somewhere. I think they'll they'll keep the they'll, they'll weekend at Bernie him as long as they can, 
I don't I don't know if he'll make I don't think he'll make it to his second term, but I I think he'll make it through his first term. I don't know. That's a long time. We're barely into it. He's Yeah. I mean we are we are barely into it, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not like it's you know, it's not like it's a twenty year term or anything. So I I think that it is north of ninety five percent that he does make it through his first term. But I think that he will only serve one term, whether it's whether it's because a Republican wins the White House in 2024 or because uh, he's not the nominee the next time. But I mean, but you you basically never have instances where you don't run the incumbent. I mean, he has to literally be dead for them to not run the incumbent. How would that happen? That would be really interesting. Like, could he just say, like, I don't I don't want to. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if, if he stepped aside, but see, we'll see the thing is there too, though. It's kind of like with Al Gore after Clinton is that it's, it, I mean, it's like moving mountains politically for you to both be an incumbent and then not run. Or even if the incumbent steps aside or like in the case of someone like a Clinton Gore, Clinton served his two terms, he's out. They either, the, either the serving VP either has to have no aspirations of the presidency or he must be just reviled and hated for them to not just by default say, well, it's your turn. It's his turn to run. So I think that the Democrats, I mean, Biden, I think Biden will finish his first term. I think what's most likely to happen is he finishes his first term and then runs for reelection and loses. Um, I guess I'll actually just come go out and say now my my way too early prediction is is that Ron DeSantis is the next president of the United States. I've been wow. feeling that as long um, as it's something nasty on him. It, yeah, that. as long as he can manage to just not Epstein, either get Epstein or help other people Epstein some children, then <laughs> then he'll be fine. Don't be the Epstein. Epstein. <laughs> I mean, as Sherry and I used to say on postcards, just don't fuck kids, just don't do it. No. If you're thinking about doing it, don't. And if you're not, then good. And if you are, then what was the graphic? Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. Those graphics. Um, so I think I think that DeSantis is going to win the next one anyway. But but even above, like less than I think DeSantis is going to win, more that I think no one's electing Kamala Harris in the general yeah. election. Oh, this no one likes that woman. Really She's Hillary Clinton right. 2.0. No one's going to like her. I never thought about this far, like for the next election. If if Biden doesn't make it that far, that would be really interesting to them to try to find a path where they win again. Mm-hmm. Either Biden exactly. has to have some kind of they, they have to come out with a miracle drug where he's coherent again, mm-hmm. and wins, and then that plays out. I or wow. So or, I would even I'd even go that that next step too and say that. The only thing that could really hurt DeSantis is if, if Trump ran again. But I don't think that's like as much as a bunch of the MAGA people who are still so butthurt over the way things went down Trust that they the can't get over it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're still trusting the plan. But but Trump, I mean, Trump's an old man, too. I don't like even if he even if he wanted to run again and even if he thought he would win, I don't think he would because he's he's up there in years, too. And like, why would you want to put yourself through that? DeSantis is a young guy. By all accounts, he's pretty smart. He's got all this momentum behind him with the success of Florida and everything. Um, so but if but if Trump uh, uh, endorses DeSantis, then it's like now you're circling the wagons and all that. So I mean, just purely, and I don't, I'm not even saying I like DeSantis. I'm just saying purely from a political strategy standpoint, just he's a winner. Do what? Yeah. We're just watching the game. And, and yeah, we're-, we're watching the game be played. So I, the GOP could win if they just don't screw around with Jeb Bush and they just go 
go nominate Ron DeSantis. And, and on the other side of it, if Rob DeSantis is Ron DeSantis's biggest opponent is Kamala Harris, then Jesus, he could be emperor for life yeah. if, if his biggest <laughs> opponent is, is he, Kamala like Harris. Trump, but not a big bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah. The only, I will... I will say this, though, for people that might be listening that are a little bit more right wing politically than than I am. Um, I'm this is not an endorsement of Ron DeSantis. I'm just saying my guess is, is he's going to win. Yeah. Um, would would DeSantis be better than Biden Kamala? Probably. However, from earlier in the show, we were just talking about be careful picking a politician as your demagogue because you scratch the surface and they're terrible. Yeah. You might be tempted to go vote for DeSantis because you believe he's just objectively better than his opponents and he did a good job in Florida and all that. And you might do that thinking that his policies on lockdowns and mandates were good, but you might not really, you might not really know what his policies are on like say foreign policy. Governors don't deal in foreign policy, so you don't even know what it is. Wouldn't it be the worst thing in the world to have happen for a bunch of like libertarian types to say, well, this election, I'm going to vote Ron DeSantis because I want to put him over the top. And then like six months later, we're at war with Iran. Yep. And then you'd be like, we're right back on the train. Especially if you have no foreign policy history, then you're easily led by the. The the swamp, basically, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, you're you're Trump. It's going going on in the world. You're Trump and you nominate John Bolton. Yeah, sure. and yeah. and then people wonder why things didn't work out. <laughs> um, okay, so next one, uh, Jesus, we're going to be so far over time, you guys. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you should be sorry, D- Dave. It's Mary's fault. I think you would agree. I usually hold her accountable. <laughs> okay. Um, was Andrew Breitbart, Breitbart correct when he said politics is downstream of culture? So we had to have clarification. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I, I've heard I podcasters talk about it too, and I'm still trying to work it. And it makes it, it's kind of makes sense. Uh, I do think now, yeah, it, it's like the culture. No, because because the I, Marxists I mean, the Marxists like... have been taking over the education system for decades, and we didn't even know it until suddenly I, gender studies is like a thing. And like, wait, what? Yeah. And I, nope, we're already like 20 years into this. You guys, it's too late. Yeah. And now we're making laws. These I know, people are Alan. Elected. What you had, we had talked about before the show um mm-hmm. it did it made sense to me though you know I, I mean to me anyway like that's how i i see it as people are are basing their it, it that that comes i feel like that comes mm-hmm. first now yeah because it's what it's who you are <laughs> yeah and then you vote who you are right and you've already been led down this path yeah yeah so i mean i do agree in in general that uh politics is downstream of culture but in on that i would i would co-op that phrase to also say because i'm someone who's not uh politically active and i don't want anyone to be politically active that if you believe that having a healthy vibrant culture will affect politics in the direction you want then i would argue that also um having a healthy vibrant libertarian community can then put all of us in a better position to live happy, healthier lives, mm-hmm. regardless of what happens in any election. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I like that. Yes. Well, there you go. Well, well, good because I'm going to run for the LP nomination. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm just kidding, guy. What a You're retard would first do that. News. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is actually the last purely political question. Then we're going to take uh, another break. Does voting in a political election or serving on a jury 
violate the brand of anarchism that alleges participating in the political process is immoral. So, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you because I'm one of these hardcore types. Yes, I do think that voting in a political election is immoral, but I totally separate voting in an election and serving on a jury. I totally separate yeah. those. If you, if you can serve on a jury and get somebody off for some bullshit charge, you should do that. A hundred percent. Yes, yes. I, voter nullification is absolutely the, those the, are two the different biggest things. thing you can yeah. do with your with, yeah. with your little self in in the in our society yeah because it's very local too yeah it's what's yeah. going on right here I think there, now there was voting the other day dave went down not to vote vote but just to vote i didn't on, even know I mean, voting was going on but they they i saw that just for the questions that, that said were, that we could limit the the governor's powers for uh emergency you know, and that passed, didn't it? Medics. Yep. And and it was seven o'clock and I'm just scrolling Facebook and I saw, I don't know, something, the Mises, not the Mises caucus, but the, the group. Yeah. So they posted something. And they said, this question's gone to Pennsylvania ballot today. And I'm like, we're voting today. And I went and I put my pants on and I, I walked down the street. And, oh. <laughs> other, he had other pants on. He had shorts on. But he okay. Like, <laughs> okay. That's the thing. So no, he went down and, and, and here, answered, answered those questions. Yeah. I didn't know anybody's um, name. It was a primary. Not to like yeah. vote for people, you know. So. Okay. I, I believe yeah. in defensive voting to a point, but if if you're just voting for the lesser of two evils because you hate somebody, then mm-hmm. not only is that wrong, but you're also it's you're that's that problem, shouldn't be man. how you vote that's <laughs> right. not how voting that's not how that works yeah. you should vote for the person you'd like not the, against the person you don't like and, and yeah but as far as like the jury thing i feel like everyone yeah. should take yeah. the oh, opportunity yeah. to go be on a jury it's like like don't be libertarian long enough to get on this jury <laughs> do you think so we have five questions left they're the philosophical questions but we're also like way over time so, do you think it's possible for us to do that as a lightning round in the lightning finale? Round. Lightning round, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to be back with the lightning round <laughs> right after this break. Don't go away. Hi, guys, it's Alan here, and I want to take a moment to let you know about one of our supporters who started a new business. Laura Moreau sells 50 different health and wellness all-natural products from weight loss, supplements, energy enhancers, body toning, longer and stronger hair, and so much more. Do you like coffee? Well, they even have coffee that'll help you drop some pounds. And who doesn't want to drop a few pounds? Go check her out at her online store at lauramoreau.itworks.com today. That's lauramoreau.itworks.com. Like our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. Also, don't forget we're now on Odyssey. Don't just complain about big tech silencing you. Go and support a decentralized platform. That's odyssey.com. You can find us at Alan Mosley TV or search It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. And if you're more of a podcast binger than a viewer, you can find us thanks to Anchor FM. We're on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Google Play, uh, Spotify, everything that's out there. Thanks to Anchor FM, also at Alan Mosley TV. Uh, boy. The music only lasts like four minutes, so I hope y'all are ready. Are you ready? Go, go. I'm ready. 
ready. We'll all talk okay. over each other. Who is an underrated libertarian voice? <laughs> I didn't think about this one very long. Uh, skip. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. The correct answer is Alan Mosley TV. Uh, right. The next one is... That's when you're supposed to say you can find us at facebook.com slash liberty late night, whatever. That that was your chance. You've blown it. We're moving on I to the know. next one. I panicked. I panicked. What do you think of libertarians getting jobs working for the state? Should they be trying to gum things up? Good or bad idea? Oh, that's awesome. No. If that's what your no, job no. is, just do your job. Do your job. Yeah. If, you, if you're strong. Okay. That's fair. You know what? Actually, believe it or not, the the, the, the music is like destroying me here. So we're going to turn it off really quick. So, all right. <laughs> next one. Uh, what is so okay, let me answer that really quick. Um, I don't like I would prefer none of us work for the state. But if you are desperate and need the money, you got to take care of you and yours above all else. It's It's kind of the same thing as unemployment or lockdown or whatever. Dude, you take that money. They're just going to give it to somebody else. You take the money. Uh, next question. What is something that challenges your beliefs? What is something yeah, that... Well, around this one. This um, is why I had to turn off the music. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. What is something that challenges your beliefs? Speaking of Jesus Christ, um, it's my religion. is Not my religion, my faith. And like I've, I've been brought up you know, in, in church and stuff like that. Not real hard, but but I've, I've always had faith. And, and the big thing was... Becoming a libertarian and, and understanding how these systems control you and thinking is my Christian faith just a way to to control people? And to that, I've I've just kind of decided. Well, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna err on the the side of not going to hell. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Challenging my my. Um, hmm. I'm lightning rounding it. So yeah, that's... you're light. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> really good um so i i don't know i was trying to like not overthink it but i think okay so for me i don't know if this even makes sense or if this goes with it but i'm going to try to say it real fast but um i am pro-life and mm -hmm. so uh that if there was, was my second one if there was a situation where it was like the doctor said to me like it's either you or the baby. Like, so these are your options, you know, like it's, you're going to die or the baby, you know, like mm. what would you do? Um, that's, that's a moment where I, I don't know how, what I, I don't, that's a very, I don't want to think about it, <laughs> but that's, yeah. That's it makes thing. you question. Yeah, you have, you have, me, you're not yeah. answering it, but it makes you question. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that was, that was um, something that challenges my beliefs is, so I've, I've told people many times I'm not a pacifist. But uh, I do believe in the sanctity of life. I believe that life is sacred. And I know that that's a very loaded phrase because I'm I mean, I'm actually not religious. I'm an atheist. So I'm an atheist that believes in uh, that life is sacred, that is pro-life and anti-war, anti-death penalty. Um, but I that for, I'm not religious. So that is in no way grounded in scripture for me. That is grounded entirely in. Um, wanting to be principled and logically consistent. And if you value life and put the value of a life above everything, yeah. then you carry that on to all of the different places in which it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. So, um, but with that said, 
while I'm, but I'm not a pacifist, so I do believe that if someone has broken the non-aggression principle, while your first choice shouldn't be, you know, drop a McNuke on them <laughs> from Ancapistan, um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there's not a point where um, violent resistance is not justified. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I also don't believe basically 99% plus of people who work for the state, the state as an entity and the people who drive the state, Leviathan has already aggressed upon us. So I'll let you guys put two and two together from that. So I don't get deplatformed. <laughs> um, don't need another list. What is, yeah. What is one? To, oh, perfect. What is one topic or belief that you have had the biggest change of heart on mm -hmm. since becoming a libertarian? One you were already things, a libertarian, and then you had a big change of heart on something. What is it? Oh, boy. Oh, I it's, think, it's hard because it happens so quick. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I, I, and even though I'm pro-life, um, I, was, I was for the death penalty. I was going to say the same thing. I'm, I'm sorry. You yeah. can no, say that's it too, fine. But, um, and, and because I, I just, but then I realized like, oh, but who, who is controlling, who is saying that who gets to die and that's the government choosing yeah. and, um, you make one mistake. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. uh, that has, uh, I mean, flipped for me, you know, it's I actually so, had this discussion on the way back from camp with David. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was, that was one where, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that person was, you know, so bad. And then I'm like, wait a second though, but they fuck up, Whoop. <laughs> mess up. Sorry. I've had five beers, Suzanne. I'm so, so sorry, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> it's we're, we're beyond that. Um, but so that is, that is a good one. So that actually would be my number two. I've had, I've had a big change of heart since then. The one before my, mo my most recent big change of heart was, uh, abortion. I used to have the attitude of, well, you know, none of us like abortion, but we got to keep it safe, legal, and rare. No, fuck that. There's, in the same way that I, I have written academic articles about the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and those being abhorrent and wrong, in the same way that I'm against the death penalty, in the same way is the same way I'm against abortion, is the same way I'm against violence in all of its forms, with the exception of in self-defense. And the main reason is, is that you hear, you hear economics, your egghead types talk about the seen and the unseen. You know, the seen is the government spends a trillion dollars on this. The unseen is, is what that trillion dollars could have been spent on, right? That's seen and the unseen. In the same sense, it's that, well, the scene is, um, the, the foster care industry is an absolute disgrace. And that's a terrible place for children to go. And, and, and there's victims of rape and there's, there's all of these different it's and buts that the, that the pro-choice camp would roll out. And, and I used to believe that, but I have since updated to, but the unseen is, is that, but what you, you are permanently extinguishing all of the, all of the opportunity, all of the accomplishments that that life could have had that we will now never know in the same sense of you look at you know you look at since i brought up the bombings you know you look at world war ii and you look at all the loss and there's the huge economic loss which is incredible but there's also the loss of life and the loss of life is tragic because people died but it's also doubly tragic because of what what all could have been done for mankind by those people that will now never know happened 
-hmm. Absolutely. So this got real serious all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> Um, serious moment on the show somewhere, right? Okay. Well, well, all right. Last one, and then I'm gonna. Here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start the music back up. Okay. <laughs> this is the last one. What do you think is the most important thing that libertarianism offers the world? Uh, I feel like the the non-aggression principle. You know, um, for me anyway, I, I believe in people learning about that and treating each other with respect and just, and not even so much just respect, just like, don't, don't like be nasty to other people. Don't, don't hurt them or hurt, take their stuff, you know, just mind your own business. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I feel like no, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. That's how, that's how I feel. People being responsible for their own actions, responsible for their own actions. Oh that's, my gosh. Every, everybody so expects good. everything to be done for them and handed yeah. to them. And, and they, they think they deserve and no, yeah, that yeah. things need to be fair and equal and life ain't fair. And you have to pay the, the consequences for your actions. Yeah. Oh, that's, can I take your answer? No, so no, it's good. Ah. No. And, and if, and if people learn and people are, are, if that's put on them where you were responsible for what you did, because, oh, we can't let Imagine people do how... drugs because then we got to, like, rehabilitate them. No, we don't. They got to learn not to do drugs because yeah. now they're a piece of shit. So I feel, yeah, <laughs> that is so good. A couple generations are going to be really hard off. But after that, the kids are going to be like, oh, what don't do that. everyone had to actually be responsible for their actions? Mm -hmm. It would be, sure. be a different world. <laughs> so I would... So I would take that and just and just add like one bit of flavor f for mine, and that is because you know there's there's different peoples and different philosophies that, in some sense or another, can believe in peace or non-aggression or sure. responsibility. I would add to that um, specifically for libertarianism, private property absolutism, in that. Private property both exists. It is it is of utmost importance to keep and maintain. It is it is from which the entire market can thrive and prosper because there is property and it can be utilized and, and bought and sold and traded in, in appropriate ways and not managed by the state. And yep. it, but even on a philosophical level and not just an economic level, private property absolutism starts with you and your body that you own yourself. And no one has a greater claim to you, yourself, and anything you do above you. And if you believe that, and that is an underlying foundational principle, from mm. that, such a great many amount of social and political questions can be answered back with, well, we might have nuances in policy, but let's start at number one. Do you own yourself more than anyone else owns you? If the answer is yes, you're, you're on the road to libertarianism. Reach it, Alan. Reach oh it. My and that's the, the best question. I, somebody was talking about that. Somebody's talking about that going in public and, and like wanting to like spread some kind of libertarian message. And, and, and they're like, instead of saying like Canada or whatever, they're like, do you own yourself? Oh. And then that you can go so quick, so far, so fast. Yes. Oh, yes, exactly. So uh, where can people uh, where can people see Liberty Late Night and support Dave and Mary? We do. We're based on Facebook. Yes, we that's right. That's right. But we do a show on Float. F L O T E. Dot app. And we're there Tuesdays, exclusively on Float. 
Uh, Sunday nights we do movie night on Float. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday night is our our regular show that we do that we've been doing for. You can find us on years. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Float for our streams. Those, but the, we're also on Friday Instagram. Nights, we're on are, we're yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're on Minds. Kind of me we. Patreon. What do we have? Liberty Patreon.com/ late night. But come come hang out and see if we're yeah, worth it. Yeah. No. Yes. Come, <laughs> come over and see if we're. Like, if you want to hang... We're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I feel like this is the part where you're really supposed to be selling yourself, and then you're ending it with, but we're not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the truth. And I love it, though. I love it. We just like to talk about whatever comes up. Sometimes we have interviews. Sometimes we just... We, we find out that yeah. beavers have a cloaca. Yeah, you know? You never know <laughs> what a Friday or Tuesday night is. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm just gonna stop you right there. Yeah. When we're getting into the anatomy of the beaver. <laughs> yeah. An, and uh, I'm all right. Well, I'm really glad you guys joined me for this. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. This, this is really so neat. Fun. We love you. Alan. I would uh, I'd love to come back and and hang out on Liberty Late Night and talk about cloacas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just prevalent than you think. I just now noticed your T-shirt, Dave. Yeah. They're not just for. Friends. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of uh, It's Too Late. I just almost said Liberty Late Night. You guys don't get this. This is mine. I get this one. Guys, thank you so much. He actually puts work into his show. So much. (laughs) We just show up. Go. Give. Give. Well, thank you very much for saying that. All right. Guys, thank you so much, and we will see you next week.